You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash filmschool. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. Beginning Friday, February 15th, Magnolia Pictures will screen the 10 Oscar-nominated live-action and animated short films across the U.S. and locally at the Landmark in West L.A. and the Colorado One in Pasadena. With us today to talk about this year's best short films is John Bloom, the Academy Short Films and Feature Animation Branch Executive Committee Chair. Bloom is an Oscar and Emmy-nominated filmmaker with Broad experience as a director, producer, writer, cinematographer, and editor. His early work experience includes stints as an assistant director to Robert Weiss and Robert Altman and an assistant editor to Francis Ford Coppola on Godfather 2. John Bloom, welcome to Film School. Good morning. Pleasure to be here. Well, how are you today? Pretty good. Yes, nice to have you with us. So you're up in L.A.? I, I am indeed, and nice to have some warm weather up here for once. Yeah, Absolutely. Are you excited about this year's Academy Awards? You're getting ready, or is the feeling uh, starting to come alive? Well, very much so. You know, we've had some uncharted territory this year with the writer's strike. Well, good luck to them, and things will work out well for the Oscars, I'm sure. We're hoping so. You know, the two big issues have been, you know, allowing writers to work on the show and the specter of having picketing, which would cause a lot of people to not be able to attend the show. Yeah. And we're hoping those things are behind us, but yeah. we're going to hear more in the next couple of days. Our fingers are crossed. Mine uh, too. When uh, you're going into a short film, when you're judging, are there specific criteria you look for other than a feature film? Are you are you looking for something different, or is it just what hits you? It is really w- what hits me, Nathan, because uh, what I try to be is just the everyman audience and sit back and enjoy the film and look for something that I perceive to be whole and to be appropriate for the parameters that the filmmaker has to work within. So it isn't necessarily a very expensive film or a very inexpensive film that are part of the criterion. It's the effectiveness of of that communication and that piece. Uh It's trying to be funny or trying to be sad or trying to be dramatic, that it achieves its intentions in a a unique and special and, and effective way. Now, now, some people will say that, that writing a short story is more difficult than writing a novel because the arc short, you have to get in and out and really convey something in a shorter amount of time. Do you think that works in short films, too? Is there a little bit more degree of difficulty in coming across with something? Well, I think making a film is a tough thing to do. Yeah. And I'd, I'd have to say that I think making a feature might be even tougher. But there are projects that lend themselves beautifully to being a short film, and others that are, are have much more in them that deserve to be a feature. And we see examples of both where a short is too ambitious and it really should have been a feature and vice yeah. versa. Yeah. There wasn't enough happening in the feature and it might have been a great short, but it didn't turn out to be a good feature. Uh, there's some, some really fine live-action shorts this year. I know just in watching the lineup, I, I got to see The Substitute first, and and... It's hilarious. It's it's a wonderful film. Can you tell us a little bit about how you ran across that one? The issue with the Academy is that these films are entered. Unlike some events and festivals, we never invite films. i am got my eyes open, and if I'm at another event and see something that I think is extraordinary and have an opportunity to talk to the filmmaker, 
I do encourage them to have the Academy competition on their radar and to check it out and to become involved in it. But we don't invite films. They go through a process to meet our eligibility requirements, and they enter. And it's those films that become the pool that our nominees are drawn from and our eventual Oscar winner. Can you run through a a couple of the, uh, let's say for the... Uh, live action short film. Are there time requirements? Are there what are the sort of? Yeah, there, there are a number of requirements. The, the first one is a time requirement. A, a short film is defined at the Motion Picture Academy as forty minutes or under, and that's different in different festivals and events. Some are an hour, some are ten minutes, mm-hmm. and the Academy's rule is forty minutes or less. So we'll draw films that can be as short as two minutes or as long as right up to that forty-minute maximum. Mm-hmm. Now, other requirements are that a film qualify in one of two ways, that it either win one of our qualifying festivals, and we have about 60 of the very top festivals in the entire world on our list. And for the most part, except for a couple of festivals that are grandfathered in, allowing a couple of their top categories, most of the festivals are only eligible to qualify their Grand Prix winner, their top prize winner. Mm-hmm. The alternative to the festival route for qualifying is a theatrical run in Los Angeles for at least three days, at least twice a day. And that can be accomplished by four-walling through several of the exhibitors in Los Angeles that provide that service to filmmakers. Or in the case of certain films, they'll get an extremely wide release. For example, we had a movie from Disney this year about one of the goofy traditional series about Uh, how to do something, and this year the subject was, they don't do it annually, but this particular film, the subject was how to hook up your home theater system. And that film actually was attached to the head of the National Treasure theatrical release that came out in December, and it played in literally thousands of theaters for weeks. Mm -hmm. So that, of course, would qualify as well, but there's a minimum qualification, and that's the theatrical run, and it can be met in, in a number of different ways. Gotcha. I know that on Cars and a couple of the other animated Pixar films, they've, they've run these shorts. So. And Fox does that very nicely with yeah. the Ice Age team at Blue Sky Studios. They're producing shorts. Uh, right. Sony has been producing shorts that they've distributed very widely through their ImageWorks division, that they're getting into animation in a very big way. And Disney as well, as I mentioned with the Disney, in addition to Pixar is doing it, yeah. uh, a lot of the big studios are getting on the shorts bandwagon there. You mentioned the film festivals real quickly. Increasingly, there are more festivals that are just short films. There are a number of of very prominent festivals that are exclusively short film festivals, and then some of the very biggest festivals have extremely vibrant shorts uh, competitions. For example, this year I was honored to have been invited to be a judge at Sundance Mm -hmm. in the shorts category, and there were a number of judges in a number of categories, of course, at Sundance because it's an enormous event. Yes, there are festivals that are exclusively shorts and then great ones that have a, a shorts focus. And I would assume they are considered a qualifying event for, for the Academy? Well, I you know, we, we focus on the most prominent, okay. established, and gotcha. unique festivals. So, no, not all of the exclusively short festivals are qualifying okay. festivals. Okay. But I would say that all of the biggest and best festivals from the Cannes Film Festival in Toronto and, mm-hmm. and uh, New York... Uh, the big festivals are on the Academy's list, and that list is available on the Academy's website, oscars.org, gotcha. 
uh, under the, the short films area, there's a list of the qualifying festivals, and I believe there's 61 of them. We're speaking with John Bloom. He's the Academy Short Films and Feature Animation Branch Executive Committee Chair. Going back to the short films trend, do you see uh, that happening more? I used to be able to go into a theater and see short films before the feature, and I know they're starting to bring that back, but do you see it as a trend? Do you see it picking up to get more people into theaters? Uh, you know, some... Shorts are playing with features, but by and large these days, they're not as a standalone short film. The reality is that the theaters are in the business of turning over audiences and showing trailers. And in fact, they even get payments like advertising on television to play trailers in the theaters these days. And so they want to get the audience in, get the show, clean the theater, and load in the next audience. And so... There's not the room that there used to be in the um, halcyon days of double features and all kinds of added attractions. And cartoons and everything else. Right, yeah, going yeah, back to yeah, the 30s yeah. and the 40s and even the 50s. Yeah. As television came in, it was a single movie, and that became more the focus, and, and it's not happening that way. But I think one of the things that we're very excited about is the fact that there's a new model for getting shorts out to the public, and that's to bind them together as a feature-length collection with something tying them together, in this instance, Academy nominations. And so we're very excited that Magnolia and Shorts International have teamed up together to bring the collection of Academy-nominated short films as feature-length collections to the theaters starting this Friday. That's across the U.S. and at the Landmark in West L.A. and at the Colorado One in Pasadena. So That's right, and we're, we're going to be in, in, we believe, over 70 theaters, all the major markets in the country, New York, Chicago, L.A., and it's, a, it's an enormous program and magnitude of the release for the shorts, and really to bring them to audiences nationwide and to allow American movie lovers to see what the Academy is nominating and have a rooting interest when the show is on and to get a taste of the tremendous quality of the short films and the creativity and energy and originality that goes into them. And as I was saying earlier, I I urge anyone who's interested to go see these films uh, at these locations that we just mentioned because in that Academy pool... On Oscar night, uh, this may be the difference maker. If you if you have the inside track and who's going to win the uh, competition in the short films, you, that well, could be the difference. Well, now that's just silly, Mike. I but, know it's just but, silly, but, but anyway, I've got to say it. that that uh, in watching the short films, oftentimes, you know, especially with this collection, I was more satisfied than going to see a feature film. There's a lot of different moods that you go through, and uh, and a lot of complete thoughts are projected on screen, where in, in a feature film, sometimes, you know, you're, you're not quite as lucky. And one of the things we like to say about the shorts is if you don't like it, wait 10 minutes and there'll be a new one. <laughs> yeah. Let's say I'm a young filmmaker, and I'm out there, and I'm trying to decide how I'm going to advance my career. I want to do something. What is sort of the economic model? In other words... I'm a filmmaker. I make a 10 or 15 minute film. Is this a calling card? Can you make it economically feasible to be a, a short film director? Is well, I, I don't think you can build a uh, career out of exclusively making short films at this stage of the game, although we are happy to say that the economics are getting better for the films that float to the top, for the best films, the ones that are winning the Sundances. and the Academy recognition with nominations. But, you know, we've gone from a period that I think was really unfortunate 
when terrific work was really what I call drying on the vine. There was great work that wasn't getting seen, that wasn't getting out there, and yes, the films were getting made, among other reasons, as calling cards for younger filmmakers or filmmakers that wanted to make a move from, for example, being established as a top cinematographer into directing, as an actor into directing. Mm -hmm. But the economics were really not there, and they're getting better, but I can't say that, that making a short film is, is the road to retirement. Right. Put a mile away. <laughs> Are they showing up on, on IFC and, and Sundance? You know, there's various things. I mean, w w one of the things that's exciting about what's going on with Shorts International and Magnolia right now is that like the classic model for lateral release of an independent film, we're trying to take advantage of, of as many avenues as possible yeah to get the shorts out there and to and similarly to create a revenue stream for the filmmakers. There you go. So we're coming out theatrically with this program and we're very excited about that. Mm -hmm. That's going to be followed up by a release on iTunes of we hope many if not all of the films oh, great. and that's a way to get them out there. Mm -hmm. There's a DVD in the works and there's also uh plans for syndicated television release. All right, and and we're really looking for the as many avenues of distribution as make sense to get the films out to the public and to take advantage of the the way that films today are are released. You know, the reality is for a lot of independent films that the initial theatrical release is where a lot of attention is generated, but the money gets made when those independent films are released on DVD. That's the yes. real gravy, and. By the same token, with the shorts, we're wanting to follow all of the opportunities to right. get them out there to the public. Well, that sounds terrific, and it's good to hear. I'm going to just throw out a, a plug for my favorite animated. We haven't we've talked a little bit about the live action, but yeah. we also have... and you're going to say, uh, Madam Tutley Putley, is it pronounced? Tutley Putley. Tutley Putley. Okay, Tutley Putley. Yeah, is that who you're going to mention? Yeah. Mike? Well, these, well, what is so remarkable about these five animated films is. They have a sense of humor. There's drama. There's so much creativity that goes into these that has gone into these five films that it's remarkable, and, and for no other reason, just to see just how creative people can be in an animated setting. But Madame Tootley Pootley uh -huh. really got to me, and as, as far as just the work That's a work of Canadian a entity, technically brilliant film. Are you I, allowed, John, I know, to you're say, not say what I'm your sure, favorite is? <laughs> I'm sure he's well, not allowed. Well, let me say this. Yeah. You, you know, I think it would be wrong of me to to give you my favorite, but uh -huh. I, I can pretty safely say that all ten of our films are yeah. so good and so diverse yes. that it's hard to pick a favorite. It, oh, he's going out in a limb there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been in politics? Is there some, something in your past? Uh, the, the, the Russian entry, too. I just I love the impressionistic animation. I, don't, love, yeah. I can say that I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. It's, it's an amazing effort just in the way the, the form shifts people's faces change in an impressionistic way animated as you're watching the regular motion in this film. The work is, is across the board stunning and exciting, yeah. and it makes you scratch your head and say, my goodness, how did they do that? Well, you read just a little bit of background about these particular films, and for a couple of them, years of work went into these, into these uh, films, and uh, it certainly has paid off. Now, uh, now, what is your experience in short films? How did you come to all this? I produced and directed a short film back in 1983, a, a film uh, called 
uh, overnight sensation that was based on a Somerset Maugham short story called The Colonel's Lady. And uh, we adapted it to make it uh, present-day L.A. at the time and had a terrific script that allowed us to attract some really incredible talent. Louise Fletcher, who won an Oscar for playing Nurse Ratchet in Cuckoo's Nest, is one of the stars. And her husband in the film is Robert Loggia, uh, who who has an illustrious career too long to list. But he was nominated for playing Glenn Close's uh, detective in The Jagged Edge. He danced on the piano with Tom Hanks in Big. He was uh, Al Pacino's uh, mob boss in Scarface and a general in Independence Day. And I could go on and on and on. But I was lucky to get the two of them. They're terrific in it. Indicative of everything we're talking about, uh, my short is on iTunes now, too, getting a kind of a rebirth, if you will. And uh, it's exciting for me to, uh, you know, read the reviews from the public when they see the short and to have it, uh, you know, as opposed to, as we said earlier, drying on the vine, get a little renaissance of opportunity to be appreciated and seen again. And really, there is a wealth of wonderful short films that have been made over the years. Yes. This year is the is the seventy fifth year the Academy has been honoring short films, and we're very proud of that heritage and and have a really extraordinary history of fabulous films that have been spotlighted by the Academy and honoring short films. Yes, it revitalizes your sense that cinema can do so many things so well to go and see these films. You should, you should definitely check them out. And also, let's throw in a plug here: the Academy Awards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, coming up. That's right. February 24th. <laughs> with, that's with writers. With writers. Yes. And we hope. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, you're, you're going to have writers. I got the inside line on it. The, <laughs> yeah. the writers will show up. And John Bloom, thank you very much for coming here to film school and talking about these short films, and all the best to you. The pleasure was mine, and thank you both for the enthusiasm and uh, excitement that you've taken from seeing the films yourselves. I'm, I'm gratified to hear that. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at KUCI.org slash filmschool.